Hey, good evening, everyone. This is Men Working Podcast, the podcast that's focusing in on helping men become better, to be better fathers, better husbands, to be a better brother, to be a better uncle, to be a better son. So we're just really focusing on talking about issues as they affect men. And we know that um, when the head of the household is thriving and he's enriched, his family is thriving, his family is enriched. So you just want to continue to um, support brothers in, in all different ways. We want to talk about topics that affect men. We want to help men um, share uh, knowledge, to share some of the wisdom that they've gotten Um over the years and share with each other and support each other as we continue to strengthen and uh, uplift and encourage our families and as you know that black men is black history month so black men have made some astronomical astronomical uh, contributions to the united states of america and it is sometimes you know um, very hard to just say, hey, let's just focus in on one month. But I want to celebrate Black History Month because it's one month that I challenge everyone to challenge someone outside of the black race to learn something new about an African-American that they didn't know before, to maybe even have a conversation with you about the history of your family and share with them for them to learn some things about your family. So I think it's a fantastic month. I don't ever want people to say, you know, to me, you can say it, but I'm not believing it. I'm not supporting it. When you say, hey, I'm not going to do anything on uh, Black History Month um, because I celebrate Black History 365 days of the year. I am Black History. Okay, I get it. I'm with you. But one of the things that we want to do is that this is a month um, that it is nationally known, that is Black History Month. And so, therefore, it's to me an opportunity to include some people in learning about Black History Month. If you're African-American, you're black, of course, you should know something about history. But to keep it real, there's a lot of us that don't. So if we can even educate those people as well to start learning some things about the contributions that African-Americans have made in this country and in this world as well, I think it's a very good time to do it because everybody's expecting it and we should encourage it. So I encourage everyone that listens to learn something new about an African-American that you didn't possibly know before. And then if you get an opportunity to someone much more seasoned, um, some of our elders are still around, you know, have, you know, schedule some time for you to go talk to a, a, a elderly aunt or maybe an uncle or someone that um, you haven't talked to in a while. Or maybe you have talked to them, but you haven't talked to them about history. Talk to them about their experiences in history. I learned something in church um, because it was Black History Month today that I probably wouldn't have known um, unless I read um you know, some particular books. So um, I learned that Martin Luther King did not get up to say, I have a, uh, I have a dream speech. That wasn't the speech he was going to give. He had another speech that he had prepared that was a lot more political um, than the I have a dream speech. And he was going to say that. But he um, said the I have a dream speech. Uh, it was it was rumored or it was suggested that um, someone in the audience had encouraged him to um, say his dream. 
know, tell them about your dream, Martin. Allegedly, um, some things that were said um, to get him to tell everyone um, about a dream he had. And so um, now we have the famous I Have a Dream speech. So it's Black History Month, so let's let's make sure that um, those of us that celebrate 365 days of the year, that's great. But this month, um, let's do it four or five times, which you normally do since you do it all the time. So this time, let's do it a little bit more. Uh, for those of you who haven't ever participated in Black History Month, why don't you try to participate in Black History Month? Go to a program at the library. Maybe, you know, it's a date if you're single. If it's your wife, maybe it's another great opportunity to take a, a date, a midday date. If it's something on the weekends, I know they had a Martin Luther King parade um, on the weekend here. I know there's some uh, weekend activities down at the main library. Um, so another opportunity for a date. Those dads, you know, this is a great opportunity to date your daughter. You know, uh, a lot of times, you know, we don't have time for them. You know, we sit down, we talk to them on the couch or in between picking them up from cheer or football, I mean basketball practice, softball practice or whatever, but we don't a lot of times have just a daddy-daughter date, so me and my daughter have had uh, several dates, I need to do it more often, Uh, we've gone to a movie and went back and sat down and had something to eat, just me and her, Um, nobody else. Um, we laugh, we joke, we talk. It's, it's strictly, you know, daddy showing you how someone should treat you when they take you out. Um, and we have conversations about boys. We have conversations about um, different topics that they just don't come up during the week. If I'm zipping, racing to pick her up from here and drop her off over there, and I'll help my wife um, get some, some uh, of her custom apparel out to making some deliveries or if I'm, you know, helping a client um, with their finances. So Black History Month, let's get out and do something. Today, we're going to talk about something that's very important. Uh, everything we talk about is important, but one of the things that we're going to talk about today is, you know, financial security, um, being financially um prepare for various things that come up, you know, in life. A lot of times, you know, there's surprises that come up and then there's things that we just know comes around, but we're not prepared for it. Um, so I want to definitely say being financially responsible, responsible um, for, the, for what we leave behind is more in line with, with the topic. And um, basically talking about life insurance and various um, benefits of having life insurance, um, caring for those things that you care about the most, those individuals, those people, those things. Let's talk about that. So we know that life insurance has primarily always been, you know, leave it to your beneficiary. And that beneficiary is um, your wife or your beneficiary might be your mother, but you're going to leave life insurance to a beneficiary. But you can also leave life insurance, uh, a beneficiary can also be a nonprofit organization. It could be your church. It could be your school. So here it is. You get an opportunity. Um, Of course, we want you to live as long as you can possibly live. 
That is that is without question. We want you to live all the days that, that God has blessed, blessed you with on this earth. But we do know that all of us cannot get out of this life alive. You know, we won't make it out alive. It's just, it's just a fact. So, you know, prepare yourself. Prepare yourself mentally, spiritually. Prepare uh, a opportunity and security for your family because you get an opportunity to plan and, and especially if that's something you don't want to talk about because it can be a very morbid subject is is death but let's be real when when, when someone dies they, they normally always leave someone behind and when someone um is left behind not only are they dealing with things from an emotional standpoint but they're dealing with things They're dealing with things from a financial standpoint. Because here they now, if they're responsible for having to bury you, pick out caskets and things like that, there's a lot of paperwork they have to sign um, for the funeral or crematory services or whatever services that that, that you've um, designed um, to have um, in your in your death. But they're going through a lot. The people that you love are going through a lot in, in a, when someone passes away. And as a father, and knowing how it was when my dad passed, he had a lot of people looking to him. A lot of people were looking, looking for him for things and depended on him and relied upon him for not only financial support, but emotional support. And so the emotional part... Okay, you got to continue to work on that and pray and get counseling if you need it. Talk to your family, your friends, your pastor, um, any any mental health professional or just you know pastoral counselor that you can find to help you get over grief or support group. There's a lot of a lot of um, resources out there to help people you know deal with grief. But in the process of dealing with that grief, there's a lot of financial things that they have to deal with and and inheritance, wills, trying to find um, different accounts. If you haven't listed all those accounts out and that your significant other or your uh, emergency contact person have, you know, should have some of those, some of that information. So in your absence, they have, you know, they can continue to pay the bills. They can continue to, you know, execute things as you would have executed those things because you want to make sure that they're well taken care of. And then um, if you have retirement, you want to make sure all those papers are, are, um, are known, you know, their location by the people that you're going to leave, you know, in charge of, of your wishes and your uh, your empire. Um, your life insurance policy should be included in, into those things. If there's any particular person, personnel, or any contact person that they may need to reach out to, or email address that they might need to contact to help uh, settle your affairs. Um, as you leave them some security. We have to understand as men, we have to leave our families as much security as we can. We provide that security while we're here on this earth, but in our passing, we want to do the same thing. And we want to do the same thing understanding that at the time that um, God releases us from this earth and we ascend, that we're not worried about what my wife is doing um, with the money. 
we're not gonna we're not worried about what we what we what we're gonna focus on when we're extending is we're just gonna be focused on going to that high place and being with our our Lord and Savior. That's all we're gonna be really focused in on. And we're not gonna be worried about our wife. Our wife is gonna be down here until God calls her home. And so she's gonna need protection. Our family is gonna be down there until God calls them home. And so we wanna make sure that they're secure. And we wanna and if we can do that by skipping a latte, two lattes a month. It's about ten dollars if that's if that's what it costs. Because the younger you buy insurance, of course, the, the cheaper it is. But if it costs you twenty dollars or thirty dollars a month, and and, and and that's what it costs for you to get enough insurance to make sure your wife is secure, financially secure. And that's not we're not talking about five thousand dollars to bury you. Five thousand dollars to bury you is a very, very, very inexpensive funeral that I don't know if it can be done on that budget. I think one of the cheapest ones I've seen is about seven thousand five hundred. So, um, and that's just burial. But okay, so if you were making money and bringing money into the house, how's your wife, wifey, and the children gonna replace your income? How are they gonna pay the bills? If you have younger kids that haven't finished college and they're in school and you know they need things, what is. is going to do for them in losing your income. How's that going to help them? It's not. So we got to look at, um, first of all, believing in in insurance, um, meaning that life insurance is a necessity for us. It's not a should be an if and or but about it. It's a necessity for us. Those of us that are responsible, we want to make sure we don't burden our family with having to pay for a funeral like I did for my biological father. I had to pay pay the whole thing because nobody else had any money. And he didn't leave provisions around. And the things that he did leave, they take months and months to liquidate. And so... You want to make sure that you leave your family very secure. If you wanted to help your child through college and you know that's something that even if in your death you want to make sure happens, you don't put that burden on your wife to do it by herself. Right now, you get the opportunity to leave her a life insurance policy um, or him to cover their school expenses. So, of course, like anything in the world, everything costs. And so the good thing about that cost, you can look at it as an investment in your family security and future. Because if you pass, you got house notes, you got, if you don't have house notes, you got car notes, you don't have that, you got credit card bills, um, you got your family grieving over you. They may need to take a vacation. They may, may need to, somebody may need some additional counsel that may, may need to be paid privately or with private funds. Um, you want to make sure that your wife has that money, um, especially those of us who've never had um half a million dollars. We've never had that in our hand. And so, um, or access to that. And so, um, maybe it helps us a lot. Maybe we'd be 
very benevolent. Maybe we triple and double it and help our help generations out to come. But we have to start thinking about long term um, planning and understanding that life insurance could be a vehicle to jumpstart your family's financial empire. Because think about it. Like me, I didn't have anybody give me forty thousand, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollar um life insurance policy when they passed away. Um, I have quite a few of my family members, grandma, grandpa, have passed away, and it wasn't those large policies, but imagine for me if it would have. Maybe I could have a music studio uh, right now, you know, doing a podcast. Maybe I could um, pay off my student loans with that money and create other opportunities for me. So it could be a great way to jumpstart um, your economic power of your family because it's been a huge gap of economic um, prowess between um, African Americans and um, and white Americans. And so um, a great way to, to boost that and benefit that, I mean, use that is buy, is, is buy a life insurance policy for your children, for them to be able to have something in your death can benefit them. And, and, and if you're worried about what they'll do with it, coach them up now. Coach them up before something happens to you. Get them to understand this is what I would like for you to do for yourself with that money. Uh, you know, you want to open a bakery? Open a bakery with that money. I'm leaving you this because I want to be the seed money for that bakery. Um, or I want to make sure that if you don't do it, that you pay for my children's, my, my, my granddaughter's education. I'm going to pay for it in full. You, we can do those things. We can start leaving generational wealth. And then we talk about things. You can donate um, your um, insurance um, benefits. Um, you can make a beneficiary out of your college. If you've never paid any alumni or made significant donations to your school, you can donate to your school as long as they're nonprofit. If you wanted to donate um, to um, the animal shelter because you care about animals and you wanted to leave your name or you wanted to be responsible for building a wing uh, at a horse a nonprofit horse rescue place. You can do that. You can leave $200,000 to that organization. You can leave $100,000 to your school. Um, you can, you can, to your church. If you want to make sure that your church continues on because you've been so blessed with working for that church, but you know you don't have a lot right now, well, you could buy a $10,000, $20,000, $100,000, $500,000 policy and leave it to that organization in your death. And so you've benefited them and you've paid your tithes or whatever you you want to say you you've um you know helped out society by donating that to that nonprofit organization you can do that and a lot of people don't know that that's why this is called called protect what you love we have to protect what we love and we have to invest in them and, and, and like i said i can't tell you enough how important it is to have life insurance now there's some people who can't afford life insurance to a large degree so there's some smaller policies out there for you so there's something in your budget and you need to stretch that budget to make sure you have something you know you want to leave your family something um you want to leave that school something you want to leave the animal shelter something um because one you want to make sure that you got some burials so they have some um policies starting as low as five thousand dollars ten thousand dollars fifteen thousand dollars twenty thirty forty fifty those are all um you know some smaller policies that definitely if you need burial insurance you absolutely can buy burial insurance if that's all you can do do something and 
that's that takes a burden off your family to not have to, you know, GoFundMe is not a life insurance policy for sure. So life insurance can be used to go to a beneficiary that's a person or individual, and it can go to an institution that's um, a nonprofit institution. You can leave money there to your church, to your school. So there's a lot of things that you should be thinking about. So you should have a policy. I'm, I'm just serious. And not just because I'm a financial um, advisor, but also um, be- because to me, it makes so much sense to me. Um, our HBCUs are struggling all the time, trying to get money, trying to um, create better schools. Um, our, some of our local uh, nonprofit agencies uh, in the community that's doing good work, but they're underfunded. They don't have enough for five tutors, and so they go with two tutors. Um, why not leave money? You can leave money to an organization like that that's doing good work in, in your so you can in your in your depth you can do good um, for someone else. So it, some you should be out there buying a few policies. I'm just I'm just saying for eight dollars, twelve dollars, twenty five dollars, whatever that cost is a month, you could be um, making and leaving your mark on this earth from a financial standpoint. Because like I said, you know African Americans have been uh, underpaid for well over four hundred years. Uh, it's not bad as it was, but we got to get it better, especially in relate to mid-management jobs, um, director jobs. Um, those those African-American uh, candidates um, need to be um, considered for some of those higher salary um, jobs as well to make sure that they're being paid evenly, um, just as other executives. Um, but there's um, definitely an opportunity for everyone's budget, no matter what it is, to, to purchase a policy. So let's talk about group policy, because everybody, you know, always says, well, you know, I got a policy through work, so I'm not worried about that. And then, you know, you say, well, what's the, what's the uh, death benefit? Uh, I don't know. Now, come on now. We're talking about, as men, we're talking about providing uh, financial security for our families, for our wives. For our children, and, and we're not even worried about what our wives are doing. Uh, with you know, if she gets remarried, that's not even important because we're going to be up in heaven. That's not that's we're not even going to be concerned with that at all. And but we definitely want to know that we love her now and we love our children, and so we want to leave them something, and want to make sure that they have security, that they're not being put out, that they're not uh, they're mourning you, and now they're also mourning. Oh, woes me! How am I going to pay the mortgage? How am I going to pay for these cars? How am I going to help the kids uh, get through school? You know, it's a lot. So to say that you don't know, first of all, brothers, you need to know. You can't fix any problem if you don't know. So you definitely have to know. And then the other other thing you want to make sure that you do is that you, when you know and say, well, it's five times your salary and you make $50,000. So so they say it's five times your salary. Okay, so that's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay, so maybe that's maybe that's that works for you, and that that's good enough for you. But if they say uh, it's just your salary, oh well, what's my salary? Oh, my salary's fifty thousand. Okay, well, hey, that's fifty thousand. No, I mean, let's do the needs analysis. Let's 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 sit down and find out, you know, your expenses and what your family's expenses are. And oftentimes when I do a niece analysis with clients, they're shocked at, one, how much they're spending because some of them don't, don't know their budget. But two, they're surprised at how much 
the other spouse is going to be responsible for by themselves in the loss of a spouse. And that's why I always tell spouses, encourage your spouse to get insurance. Don't be behind saying, oh, I don't buy insurance, but let's get uh, to pay $275 a month for our cable bill. But we're not going to buy insurance so the other party can be financially secure as they're mourning our loss, as they're missing us, as they're dealing with um, grief. Now they also got to deal with someone calling them or them worried about what's going to happen six months from now. You know, like, well, you can, you know, those retired people, well, you're just going to get my retirement. Okay. So if that's how it works at your company, she gets your retirement. Okay. She gets your retirement. But what about the kids? What about her um, five years from now? What, what, what about her if she doesn't get all of your retirement? Um, different companies have different um, options. And so you want to make sure when you're retiring that you know what those options are when you, uh, if you uh, leave this earth or not if, because we all will, will not get out of this life alive. But when you leave this earth, that your, 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 your spouse can access your, your retirement benefits. And then when it relates to your kids, uh, you want to make sure um, that they're able to um, benefit from from um, those retirement benefits. And if not, you want to make sure that you get you get a life insurance policy. I mean, that's the easiest, that's the simplest way to do it. I can't say it any simpler is that get a life insurance policy. Uh, it can definitely help offset taxes if you have a large estate because um, it's tax-free. Life insurance benefit is tax-free. And you want to make sure that um, you definitely... Um, your family doesn't have to pay for your burial, their life insurance. So if you do have a retirement, they don't have to take any of that money out. They can focus down on their survival, their their um their enjoyment. If they need to, you know, go travel, whatever the case may be. I want people to be happy uh, when I'm gone. And so um, there's tons of options. Uh, there's tons of different types of insurance. Um, policies out here. Uh, there's universal life, there's whole life, and there's term, and then there's all different, you know, 10 paid up, whole life, 20 paid up, 30-year term, 10-year term. So there's a lot of, lot, of, lot of different insurance out here. And so you want to make sure that you get with a very reputable company, not just a just any company, you want to talk to a reputable company, and you want to make sure that uh, that company has been around for a while, you want to make sure that that company is, um, has an A-plus uh, financial rating, or high, uh, A or higher um, rating by a company called AMBest that rates you know, financial institutions insurance companies and you know you want that high rating because it tells you that somebody's gone in they looked at their books they evaluated the company and they say that this company is strong um, and you want to be with a company that when you need that benefit be it 100 years from now or be it 10 days from now you want to make sure that the company is liable and then you want to make sure that the, the, the insurance agent is uh, someone that you can build rapport with that you can uh, ask questions and feel confident in, in asking the question, and then more importantly, feeling confident about their answer to the question that they're telling you the truth, that they're telling you um, the facts, you know, about 
particular policy or situation. So you want to make sure that you have a reputable agent and one that you trust and that you um, know that he represents you. Um, you know, a, a, a plus strong financially secured companies. So you want to make sure of that. And then you, you, you want to make sure that they, they do a needs analysis on you. That they just don't let you say, hey, you know, I'm on, I just want 10000 Give me 10000 Okay, of course, agent's going to sell you what you want. He can't make you buy anything. But you want someone that's going to educate you on um, your all of your options and, and help you think about what's important and what you truly need. And so the uh, agent doing a needs analysis to find out how much your family needs um, to replace you as far as income-wise when you're gone, you want to do a needs analysis on that. I've seen way too many people um, say, I'm getting 50000 and we do the needs analysis. We're looking at 350000 what they need to do the things that they've pledged and promised to their family from a financial standpoint. And so they end up having to purchase, you know, the higher um, end of insurance because they love their families. They want to make sure that they're financially secure when they're gone. And so they, they purchase that. Um, the other the other thing you, you, you really want to want to focus in on. So outside of knowing that you have enough, but you want to make sure that um, the policy works for you. Um, that you can afford it, um, even if you have to do a budget for it and cut out some of that pizza, beer, and lattes, and and whatever your your um, your forbidden pleasure is when it comes to food uh, and, and uh, lunch, dinner, and, and, and things like that. Um, you want to make sure you can afford it because you don't want to be paying on a policy, uh, whole life or a universal life product and miss your payments and uh, you know mess up a policy that could terminate and, uh, and now it's terminated and now maybe you can't afford to get the same amount because you were a couple of years older and so or maybe you've gotten sick and you know they, they won't write you a new one. So you want to make sure that um, that you can afford the policy so it doesn't cancel uh, on you. But in addition to that, it's also extremely important that you know the difference um, between the policies and, you know, ask the agent, you know, he's going to sell you, he's going to tell you all the stuff you need to know. If he's a reputable, good agent, um, like myself, he's gonna he's gonna give you your options. He's gonna answer your questions. And he's gonna make sure that you're comfortable with what you're doing. Um, but but he's also gonna try to help you uh, understand the type of insurance that you have. And you want to ask like you know, two major questions uh, about the insurance. Um, and there's a lot of questions you should ask. But one of the things that you should really, um, one of the first questions you want to ask is, what are the terms of my life insurance policy as it relates to um, me paying it and then my family using it? And you want to know what those terms are. Like, like what terms exclude them from getting paid? Um, what things would would stop them from getting their, their money? What things would cause my policy to cancel? Do I have a grace period or not? Is there a potential 
opportunity for this policy um, because if it's a universal or whole life, is there any opportunity for this policy because of the interest rates change that um, my policy is no good anymore? Is that or it's in a, or it's cash value's got some type of issue? You know, is that a problem? You know, and if it's not a policy that gets cash value, it's a term policy. So you want to know, hey, what's my term? Is it five year term, ten year term? And then what happens after my term goes? What options would I have if I get a thirty year term and I live? Um, 35 more years you know what happens do I now at 78 have to get insurance again you know um, if I don't die if I live to 81 does my $250 policy I've been paying for for 30 years go away you know you want to ask those questions if you buy a term you know because term you have to die inside of those terms you know if it's a 10 year term 20 year term you got to die 20 years and then the last thing that uh, I would just say is that uh, make sure that your beneficiary information is, is, is on there and, and it's accurate and up to date as possible because you want to make sure your family, you know, that they get that. But being financially responsible, caring for the ones you love, um, Providing that security for your family in your absence is definitely something that um, that's very important. But we've talked about that. Um, I've shared my views on that. I hope that um, you go out and, and just do a review on your insurance policy. Make sure that it's enforced. Make sure that the cash values are all squared away. Don't take loans out on them or cash them out um, because a lot of times that cancels the policy or accelerates the cancellation of the policy. So um, talk to your agent, you know, periodically. Let them check your policy out. Just give you a review. Um, of course, he's probably going to try to sell you something because that's how he gets paid. Um, but um, if you trust him and he's a responsible agent, he's going to make sure he tells you what you need to learn. And those are the, those are the things that I would say that you want to make sure that you um, just do an insurance check on you to make sure that everything's in order. You got all your papers, important papers for them, your significant others to be able to find, labeled, or put somewhere that you've told them where it is. Um, we want to make sure that you know we leave you know some money behind so our families can start you know bridging that that gap with, with money and uh, not just um, you know burial policy but if that's all you can afford then that's that's a start that's a start to something because you don't want to burden them um, doing a GoFundMe account to take care of your life insurance so let's make sure that we provide the same security for our families that we do in life that we try to do that in death and to close it out if there's um, something that we want to be benevolent to like for fraternity or church or school we can do that we can affect our school even in our our death and do some good work by uh, pennies on the dollar life insurance policies so life insurance can definitely provide some stability um, when you leave this earth for your family and security blanket for them um, so they're not just dealing with your grief but you don't want them dealing with financial issues either and so we want to make sure that we start bridging that gap um, this is Omari with men working we hope that this financial responsibility um, conversation and financial security um, conversation um, for our family um, 
definitely inspired you or treat, um, tweet your, your um, imagination, maybe get you to think uh, and see if there's an opportunity for you to make sure um, and review um, what you have for your family. Okay, so this has been Men uh, Working. This is um, your host, Omari. I want to um, say greetings and um, safe travels to everyone out there um, as you go about your daily activity. And don't forget, this is Black History Month. All right, take care.